Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and it's kind of an empty Houndsy studio tonight. thought there'd be more people here, but someone might be dead. We have no idea. Uh, but with me right now to talk about a fifth straight league win for the Hounds and a bunch of other silly stuff, it's Ariana. What's good? Uh, nothing much. I mean... Just, just enjoying the the little bit of a break now that we have uh, no weekday games. Uh, taking a breather. I mean, not really, but <laughs> uh, enjoying the the time off while we still have it. I mean, getting, the summer getting of like soccer, a half a breath between every game now. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit getting intense for a while. Yeah, but yeah. Trying to mix that in with the new work schedule and you know just. Insanity. I feel like this is the first kind of moment in a little while that we've gotten to take a breath. Because I don't think I fully breathed breathed after uh, the Columbus game. Like, I, I mean, I said this before on the show. I don't think I remember any of the Columbus game at all. There's <laughs> just too much too much good memories there. But then... Uh, I remember eye contact yeah. with, uh, with Riot when he was uppercutting <laughs> the air in celebration. <laughs> that's like a that'll be a core memory now yeah yeah I know uh Storino has mentioned his core memory is uh putting his hand in in a uh, Dequa's armpit for a hot second which they did post that uh that highlight so I did go back and watch it and uh y- you can kind of see I can see where he thought he was gonna jump into the crowd but oh he meant to did- he absolutely yeah. meant to so let's okay. So I didn't mean think we're on go here, but let's go here now. <laughs> so, because uh, this was on my notes about how the team, the team's celebration game has stepped up tremendously this year. Facts. Probably, you know, more so than any time in the, in the history of Highmark. But to specifically discuss the the leaping into the crowd thing. So yeah. when, on on Danny's goal. Um, you notice he doesn't he he leaps and try and then lands yeah. his feet on the top of the advertising board, and that he's up there and then he gets you know supported by a couple people in the crowd and it's all good. Dequa tries to run up to the board and then step up onto it, and immediately like yeah. like he he falters at that and then gives up on immediately. Mm-hmm. So clearly, if you want to do the jump into the crowd move, you have to leap and land on the boards. Don't try to run up to the boards and then try to step up onto them. Not gonna work. Need some yeah. momentum. Yeah. Yeah, we need that you need that push. And just trust that the SEAL army will catch you because we will. It's it's a, it's a not trust fall, it's a trust leap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean plan strategically. Uh we've got two smokestacks going. Those people are probably not paying attention to catching you. And uh our horn person, the the train horn person has one hand occupied, so I would just yeah. yeah. But yeah, the steel army will will catch you. But you, you need uh, momentum. You just can't run up to the boards and try to to step up into it. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Furthermore, I don't, yeah, I don't know that man's a little why. injury prone, so I'm glad he didn't do it as well. Well, yes, this is also true. He he probably consciously thought of that. Um, you know, we can talk about this a little bit more later, but uh, we did find you know find out what the injury was of. Um, and so it kind of makes sense that he didn't trust his, uh, his arms to help him, you know, propel into the crowd. So I'm not mad about it, but, uh, we need more, uh, crowd jumping. Yeah. 
but Tola overall, didn't even come over. I was I was so sad. <laughs> but I mean, Tola's celebration. I mean, that was that that, that, that was, was there was nothing. That was as organic uh, as it comes. There was uh, uh, probably a lot of frustration being released there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that I it was very visceral, that celebration, and I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. We are yeah. just jumping way ahead of the, uh, the outline I mean, here. yeah, we're going to just jump over, but, you know, celebrations is probably the most important thing we're going to talk I about am, tonight. But I am happy that this team's celebration game has stepped way the hell up this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not even, like, the jumping into the crowd. We had... Uh, Dequa, I think, danced with the corner flag a couple of times, uh, which I'm loving his dance moves. Um, we had Kizza do his, his uh, I guess we can call it signature, uh, fingers in the ears. That was solely in reaction the first time to a Steel Army member well, well, so he, <laughs> on the night after our, uh, our TIFO. Well, you have to be careful with that because uh, the, the road game, it's been finger in the ear. <laughs> and then the home games, it's been it's been it's been hand cupping the ear. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, he he knows yeah. he's playing to the home crowd. Yeah, yeah, but I'm here for it. You know, uh, we, yeah. I mean, the celebrations have been amazing. I just, I want I want them to come over to our side more. I I know that. You know, when you score on the other side, you're going to celebrate with the players that are on the side of the field, but celebrate with us. Get being, the smoke on your jersey. You're being a little greedy <laughs> with the celebrations there. I am. And give us better, more, not better, because they're already amazing. Give us more. I, I want to see, like, a weird one. All right. I, I, I can't really think of one right now, but I want to see a penguin slide across the the field there's been the no belly. props yet there's no been there's not been using the corner flag as a punching bag or <laughs> uh just just like, a dance yeah. partner yeah yeah but uh this is part where i probably start introducing yak he's supposed to be here but uh he is he's mia are you concerned about our, our missing comrade <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says he's online on Discord, so I'm, I'm disappointed that he's not here. Um, oh no, he just he just responded, um, gone. Uh, Where are you at? Gone. All right, this is, it's a, it's a two person show. All right, bet <laughs> off the rails. Yep, here we go. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not concerned about Yak. He, well, he now he responded. By, uh, now, now well, yeah, I'm more. I'm okay now. He lived by he lives by his own set of set of rules. It just would have been terrible schedule. if we were sitting saying all this stuff about where we think he is and kind of talking shit about him. You find <laughs> out, you know, guy was in a car accident or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> not a car, a bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, him and I were actually just talking about uh, away game trips. I've now made three this year. Yeah. Loudon, Indy, Indy, Cincy, Cincy, yeah. and I'm going to make Detroit, so that'll be four. Now him and I have talked slightly about uh, Charleston, seeing the battery at the battery. I I have a um, Google flight 
alert for that trip to be. I do too. Else. Oh, nice. But it's also balancing my new work schedule and how many days I can get off. Because I'm not feeling like it'll be a long, you know, like a weekend, a long weekend type of type of trip. So I was I mean, I was looking late, late Friday, come back Sunday type thing. Look at us. Me, too. (laughs) All right. But that's some time down the road here. We should probably discuss. Should discuss the current battery game that just happened. How about that yeah. for a transition, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah smooth. Because there's, there's no chance I'm watching this USA Mexico game now, is there? Nope. Uh, hey. It starts in, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> That's optimistic. I'm going to have it up in the background. <laughs> hey, uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds 2, Plus. Charleston Battery nil. Yeah. That was a battle of yeah. first versus second in the Eastern Conference of the United mm-hmm. Soccer League Championship. Second division mm-hmm. of the United States Soccer Pyramid. Good guys, uh, pair of goals, bad guys, a bunch of shots, no goals. Yeah. Uh, lineup for the good guys: Jamal Waite in net. It's going to be the last time we say that for a while. Biasi Hogan, Ordonez, Dos Santos, and Blackstock. And then you have Forbes, Riot, Danny Griffin, Junior Eto, and Kizza up top. For as much as I like getting into your starting 11 and looking at your bench and all that good stuff, at this point, is there a name that goes on that 11 and you go, ooh, not that? Because right now, Bob makes all the right moves. Yeah. I mean, I mean unless there's a random, you know, weight to the bench for some reason that didn't just seem normal rotation. I mean, at this point, there's no name on go, you know, see on the, the 11 go, Oh, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, ask me t- two weeks ago, and I there'd have been a, there'd have been a couple names that I'd been like, "Come on, Bob, it's time to let him sit down." Such as, but uh, such such as Tola shown me. I, I was I was on the the Tola train at the beginning, and then recently I was just you know all the missed opportunities, but then. Cincinnati. You became a non-believer. And then again, I was a non-believer. And then I was uh, reawakened uh, with, with uh, Cincinnati, which was a, a, a just a beautiful goal at the end there. And then his goal this uh, in the Charleston game. Um, I am now firmly in the uh, believer category again. Good. Um, yeah, so there's no one I, I'm really like. But I mean, just to pick out two names here. Pat Hogan and and Riot, those are guys that could, that could be not in the eighteen, and then start, and then be on the bench, and then be out of the eighteen, and then start. Mm-hmm. You have those guys. You have you know, Laser was in street clothes. That's a guy who could start any given game. It's just it's a long winded way of saying, for as much as we thought depth was the 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 calling card of last year's team, or we thought would be the calling card of last year's team. And then we thought, who the hell, there's no one on this team at the beginning of this past, this year. Um, it's depth out the ass. Yeah. I, yeah, the only name I'm missing seeing that was a pretty consistent presence for a little while in the beginning uh, was Tony Lopez. He's kind of disappeared 
but I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I don't. I think he disappeared for for another reason. Like I, you know, I don't necessarily think it's because he's a bad player. He played fantastically at the beginning there, but I just think that maybe Bob is not sure of of if he wants him to be a forward or not. We've like, said this before. I feel like Lopez's spot in the eighteen became the sacrifice when Danny Griffin was transferred in. Yep. Yep. Without uh, looking I'm, at the actual, you know, uh, exclamation point spreadsheet, my guess is his appearances in the eighteen took a turn when Danny came in. Um, I am looking at the uh, exclamation point spreadsheet, and you are exactly right. Uh, to a T. Um, the last game that Tony Lopez played in was the Open Cup 2 game. He was a sub-listed on the Open Cup 3 and then Game 9, but Danny came in at Game 9 and played a full 90 at Game 9 and the Open Cup 3. So those, you that's exactly it. He He definitely... Which, now, if I were Tony, I would not be upset that that's who I'm getting replaced by. Honestly. Well, you can be upset about it. You just have to also understand it. I mean, yeah. Dan- Danny's just... I mean, someone dropped the, the fun fact that we're like... I don't... Are, are, we're like three or five and three or something like that with Danny. Five, three, and zero, something like that. Before that, we were not doing great. One, right. three, and three, or something. Yeah, not three and two. Not three. Yeah, two. So I would. But I, I just. He's been. He's made a difference. So. Good for him. Yeah, glad we have that guy around. Yeah. Uh, I hope you got your beer and got your seat early. Uh, it took a whole whopping twenty-one seconds <laughs> to find the back of the net. Junior Etto, uh, from our boy Kenny Forbes, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 seconds, fastest goal in Riverhounds history, which is uh, in the in the U.S. soccer uh, timeline. Uh, pretty lengthy. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, lengthy history um, for the yeah. Hounds. I, that was really poorly worded by me, but we're moving on. <laughs> it was pointed out on on Mongols. Um, I had kind of a similar thought. Five guys in the box when that when that ball goes in, it is it's picking up the ball, bring it down, bring it down the wing, then the cut back in. So not a cross, not the crosses I like to bitch about. Mm-hmm. Cuts it back, top the box. A uh, couple uh, other rounds, basically pulling defenders away from where the ball is eventually going to get to, and that's Junior Eto. One touch to the far post, 21 seconds, uh, 1-0 good guys. And that is continuing a trend of, for Charleston, of just getting kicked in the dick in the first minute of a game. Yeah, yeah. Go- goal this week, last week it was the red card, and I think it was the second fastest red card in USL history, and then mm-hmm. get- getting absolutely... Smacked around, so not not great opening minutes for for the battery, but a fantastic opening goal, opening minute for yeah. the Hounds. Uh, I'm assuming you you were you you uh, you were in your seat or in your spot to stand, and yes. had a good view of this. 
I did not, mainly because I was uh, bestowed the train horn honor uh, for this game. It, bestowed it, as if it an I honor? wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I think it is because that means I get to actually pay attention to the game because I need to be quick. I think Yak Yak made a comment once to me um, during the the Bobcats Open Cup game that I was on the horn before the ball even hit the back of the net. Um, and he was like, that was impressive. So now I'm just going to, I'm trying to outdo that. But, just, just the minute it crosses. But that's, you also run the, the very real, real, real feet. Wow. Words. The very <laughs> real fear of blowing that horn like an asshole when the flag goes up. Well, I mean, we do have a chant that says, uh, let's pretend that was a goal, so I, I'm here for it. Um, I try to keep my eye on the flag, but, you know, like Danny's goal, I'm pretty sure we were, we had smoke going, we had the horn blaring for Danny's goal that wasn't a goal. Well, that, was, that wasn't a flag, though. That was a very, 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 very late foul that was called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think the referees know very what they, late. The, what they <laughs> what they thought it was. Yeah, um, that that's an excusable I mean, one because that was that was bad. Too much too much celebrating is that a bad thing? But for this one, because <laughs> we you know I blow the horn at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game, um, and so for those who might not have seen our our horn contraption, it is a uh, impact drill made into a train horn. So the bottom half of it is you know. A la an impact drill and when you're you know when you just blow the horn the t the bottom of it gets really hot um probably from the drill part you know do making the horn work i don't know what the whole inside of it looks like but it gets really warm so i didn't see the goal because I was trying to adjust the horn so that I could hold it, but not burn myself at the same time because I am pretty good at like putting it down by my side and then accidentally touching the hottest part of the drill onto my skin. It gets that warm. Um, so I, it it gets really warm, especially when like it's already warm out. So my skin's already warm. Like when it was cold and I had it in my hand, I was like, you know, I would put my hand around it like a little fire, warm my fingers up. But when it's hot out, like it was on Saturday, that and it just it gets. I'll have to come find you the next time we. Yeah, blow I, I might want. I want on horn detail one time to find out what this is, <laughs> what this is like. It gets like disgustingly hot, and. And I mean, we blow it for a long time at the beginning. And so like, I'm kind of like reeling from that calm, you know, pulling it down and, you know, trying to breathe because we had let smoke off too. And then all of a sudden we're celebrating a goal. <laughs> I, again, throw the horn up in the air and it wasn't cooled down. So it was already far too hot. Um, and then the smoke's going again. There was just so much that happened in that short period of time that I don't think any of us were truly prepared for what happened 21 seconds into the game no we weren't prepared charles was pre prepared it was <laughs> no it was a beautiful just beautiful thing junior etto was prepared no 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 five hounds in that box Facts. that's true <laughs> bob, bob had them ready to go from 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 the whistle <laughs> ben pierman not so much no no that was crazy to me i just I was like, 
adjust. And I couldn't even imagine if we had had a TIFO that game because I'm pretty sure we was we would have at that point still been like pulling the last bits of the TIFO down. I would have still been on the field, you oh, know. The, yeah, the, pulling the, the, the poles the are up. Down. The probably the the, the <laughs> rope is still through the makeshift pulley system. Yeah, it'd be. Yeah. It'd be, a, a, but it wasn't. So we're good. No. Yeah. But that was that was wild. Now I will say, someone asked Bob at the conference after, um, if it was a blessing or a curse. Now I feel like you have probably watched this video. Oh yeah. I did as well. Would you agree with Bob saying it's a curse? I mean, you're always going to take if if the option is goal or, or no goal. The I mean, obviously goal. But in the frame of what he meant by that is it all of a sudden you're playing with this lead that you somehow have to protect for 89 minutes and you almost need your guys to keep playing like it's nil nil. Yeah. Because in, I mean, you saw the next basically 81 minutes played out where it was Charleston with the ball. Uh, the Hounds not doing a really great job of, I mean, they were compact, kept their shape, and outside of one decent chance, didn't let Charleston have good looks at, at net. They took a bunch of shots, but again, they're, we posted this the day after, their XG was still sub one. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get great looks at it for their 13 shots, but you know, so, but still, I'm sure the, the idea is not to let the other team get 13 shots at all. And then the, the ball recovery, some of the passes through the midfield, it got sloppy. And is part of that playing up a goal after 20, 21 seconds that probably complacent's not the right word, but uh, as much as you want to tell guys keep playing like it's 0 0, it's, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And in that, in terms of the hours and hours that Bob Lilly put together to put together a game plan for that game, you, you burn that page after 21 seconds. I could see where he's going to say it's a curse. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. It's yeah. It's hard. I mean, I've I've seen it a lot with our players in general, and it's not necessarily just our players. You see it a lot in sports in general, but when you're up that early in a game, that the players kind of just take a back seat. Like they, they just settle down a little. And I don't think that that's the mindset that we should be playing at. I mean, you should always be playing like it's zero, zero, even if you're, you know, up three in the first 20 minutes of the game, you should still consistently be playing like it's zero, zero, because as we've seen with the river hounds alone, that can change at the drop of a hat. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, Miracle the Mon, they were pretty much sitting on their feet until we came back and tied it, and then they were scared. So you just, you can't ever just sit on your heels like that or park the bus, you know, you, you just have to keep pushing because it can, it can always change. And especially when we start to give the, the you know, battery that much possession between the 21 second goal and the set, you know, the 80, 
whatever minute goal. 82nd, 83rd. Yeah. That, you just can't, yeah. I mean, I would be, and you can kind of see it when you look at the the breakdown of the, the possession for the whole game. But just like, I just, that's not a game that, the possession did not show a game that was won by us. Uh, here's here's the stat. Here's the one that, that blew my mind stat wise in terms of just because uh, I forget uh, who who made this. It might have been Nicholas Murray from the USL uh, media department threw threw us out during the the uh, sorry the, the the Columbus game where Columbus <laughs> had the ball. They had possession, but if you looked at what third of the field the, the game took place in. We dictated where the game took place at because it, it happened in the middle of the field or on um, the Columbus's uh, defensive third. It didn't, even though they had the ball. The ball, the game wasn't played in our defensive third of the field. In this game, and this this blew my mind when I found this, <laughs> the Hounds had 105 passes in our half of the field. The battery had 200 passes in our. They almost had twice as many passes on our half of the field than we like. So they they got to dictate where the game got played, which is what we were able to do against Columbus. We did not do that in this game. By we, I mean the Hounds. Yeah. I didn't do shit. Um, <laughs> and so that I could see where frustration and not being happy with how the game played out from from Bob makes sense to me, where. The Hounds all season so far have done a great job of one. Yeah, I mean, yes, not not having the ball that much, and they're fine with that, but still dictating the pace in area of the field where the game is played. That did not happen this game, not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the stats, and it and it's. I think you you posted once about a different game. You just posted a snapshot of you know a snapshot of the stats, and you said, "Which of, which of these teams did you think won the game?" And if you looked at any of our stats, they're all heavily towards the battery, which is em- embarrassing. <laughs> it's just like you can't. No, you can't like play like that. We have to consistently control the ball. Because if they control the ball for that much and that part of the field, it's just, I mean, it's embarrassing on their part that they couldn't actually connect any of those shots, but... That's a, I mean, I still, I love it that they had all those shots and they still, they had one half decent look at the, one. Yeah. It's just like, ah. Uh. Well, we can't sit back on our haunches and play. It was some absurd number of shots they took from outside the box, too. It was... Uh, um, yeah, 10? 14? The 14 shots, 7 inside the box, 7 outside the box. So, I mean, they weren't get. They still did not gr- get great looks at the at goal. But, was that, was that the game plan that Bob had? Not even close. No. Uh, uh you, yeah, something else on that? No, it was that the game plan was just tossed out and yeah. So, burned after so that the first question goal. is, yeah, uh, was that first goal curse a, a curse? 
I can see where Bob says yes. I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, you know what, what it may no longer be a curse? What? Uh, Tola's look on looks at goal. Tola! It's Tola time, baby. It is Tola time. We're on the Tola train now. That's two games uh, on the trot for yeah. Tola finding the back of the net. Late in the game, off the bench. Uh, he gets yeah. the garbage time goal against Cincinnati. And then this one here, 83rd minute. Uh... I don't That's think a beautiful the, goal. I, yeah, I don't think the video really lets you appreciate how nice Tola's touch was um, to uh, a, is emasculate too strong of a word? Emasculate Trey Muse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I mean, he made that guy look silly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then still, I mean, it wasn't the. Even after he gets around him, it's an open net, but we've seen Tola with straighter on looks at goal not find it. This is a bit of an angle, and he slots it in uh, pretty comfortably. And yeah. as we celebrate, or as we mentioned before, uh, the fist pump celebration, I mean, that man was, was feeling himself in that moment, and as I, lo- he should, I love as it he for should. him. Yeah. Yeah, coming off a ball coming off of the foot of our, dare I say it, number two assist leader uh, on the team, Luke Biasi, uh, with three assists on the on the season. He's so had far some nice balls. Him. He's had some really nice <laughs> balls, the guys. Behind Kenny's five, so which is yeah. funny because that's a, that's that's the name <laughs> last. I mean, if you go back to last year, that's the name when you got the retained player list. Everyone went, wait, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll say it with really? my whole okay. chest. I. Did not did not see that one coming at all, you know. And and I'll be the I'll be the first one to say I'm sorry, Luke. I did not expect, you know. He he rode. I mean, I I have the 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 spreadsheet from last year. He pretty much rode the bench last year. I mean, he was a low key sub. Did not play for most of the games. Most games he didn't play. And even if he did. It was a sub off for 10, 15 minutes. Some games he, he started, but he was a name where I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. What, another bench warmer? That's what, that's what we need on our team so is another bench warmer. <laughs> I mean, he had zero goals. You're being zero very harsh man right now. I was. And this was me when they dropped the names in the end of november this is exactly where my brain was i was like who is this guy 14 games played 36 minute average zero goals zero assists i was like this is probably the bottom of the barrel <laughs> one yellow card now now we're going to the season this year we're 14 games in man has accumulated in league play four yellow cards 12 games played, 62-minute average, and three assists. So we're, we're closely approaching in league play his max games played last year. And this man has earned the spot, in my opinion. I mean, clearly Bob saw something in, in, in Luke. But I will, I will be the first to admit I was like, who who is this kid? Like why 
he's uh, who what did he do for us and i mean like he's i mean he's been playing fantastically plus accruing pretty great yellow cards in my head we have two players uh dancing on the line of the uh yellow card fine well i mean his professional foul against Cincinnati was was beautiful yeah so i don't know if he just wasn't ready yet um I mean, I was worried that, like, it was going to be a sophomore year slump coming off of a freshman year. Well, that, that's, not no, that, that's, not, that's not a slump. No. Because there's nothing <laughs> to slump from. Yeah. So I was, like, nervous. I'm like, what, what is this kid going to do? But ever since, you know, the first game, he has, you know, kind of been showing his, his legs. Um, and him and uh, Nate play the outside the outside backs most times um and i'm not angry at that at that pairing and the outside um so i'm here for it i i i firmly apologize for how little i thought of you last year luke <laughs> we'll get him on see if he'll, he'll accept the apology or oh, just yeah yeah you know, stay angry which i wouldn't blame him also he he probably has the drippiest of pre-game outfits on our team. I-, I can confidently say that man has probably the nicest one of the nicest wardrobes on our team. I'll, He's consistently in our in our pre-game pictures. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I usually kind of thumb past that. that yeah. That <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, there is uh, one at least one uh, sour note to this game. Uh, 11 minutes for, for Robbie Mertz. Uh, came off uh, at half against Cincinnati. People wasn't really sure. Was it an injury thing? Was it just um, you know a, a tactical choice from Bob to make the change at half? Starts the game on the bench. Um, comes on as a sub. Goes 11 minutes. Uh, comes off just after the Tola goal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we're gonna have to see where where that falls. Uh, there's some some scuttlebutt out there about what the the potential injury might be. Uh, I think it's just probably safe to say we'll have to something to monitor, especially going into this weekend. Um, if he's on the 18 or not, you pair that with the Dequa uh, injury, which we've now learned was a broken clavicle. Uh, so he's out for. I mean, I'm hearing anywhere between three to six weeks. I mean, we're now one week down from that. Um, so I guess we can we can comfortably say we're at the month, the month, month and a half. I'm guessing before we yeah. we hear about him again. So yeah. uh, on the injury front, not great. Um, but uh, the games keep coming fast and furious. Yeah, and. I will say, you know, if, if if this was last year and we lost, you know, a, a power midfield and a in our in our best forward, I would have been nervous. And while I still am nervous, I'm less so because of the just sheer depth we have on the bench. Um, I'm happy that Bob built a bench that we can, as we were talking about before, we can just shift around and and play fast and loose with with what position they were, you know, brought on the team to play. So I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about 
how this game's going to end up, how the season's going to end up, how we're going to function, you know, with or without these, these, you know, our two, one of our two powerful players. But I think that I'm not, I'm not, you know, sending them to the crossroads yet. I mean, I hope not. I mean, I'm, I'm not the players, the team in general. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. I'm, I'm, it's Tola time, can, baby. Yeah, it's it's Tola time. We've got Kizza, who I swear, if that man, I felt so bad. You know, he had some near misses uh, right in front of us in the second half of the game, and you could tell the frustration on his face. It gives me pause to maybe think Tola uh, gave his yips to somebody else. But I, I don't know. Uh, but as long as there's someone out there, yeah, y- yipless, yip yipless, yeah. yeah. Um, but and yeah, then, and then you still Hordonia is gonna rock and a goal here and there from the from a set piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Langston Blacksock, who is supposed to is listed as a forward, but he can play around the field. So we got to work his name into a chance somewhere. So that's a heck of a name we can't not have in a chance. Someone someone work on that. Yeah. Uh, looking at the table, uh, still early days, but let me just quick look at Hounds first in the East on 26 points. Charleston has played a game more than the Beloved, but they're a point back in 25 points. Then it goes Tampa 24, Louisville 21. Uh, Louisville, uh, I mean, I want to say Louisville kind of scuffling, but – it's going to be the classic Louisville gets to the last third of the season and they get hot as shit. So get the points on them when you can. Memphis, who's been really, really good after they got their ass kicked by the Hounds, are in fifth. Birmingham uh, on free fall in sixth. Indy tied on 16 points with them in seventh. Detroit, uh, proving that Fraudford are frauds last night, uh, somehow find their way into above the playoff line on 15 points. Uh, then Tulsa, Loud, and Miami on 13, and Hartford uh, in the basement on 10. So just on big picture, the Hounds are five points clear of a home playoff spot. They are 11 points clear of a, of a playoff spot overall. Uh, they have won five in a row in the league. That ties their uh, franchise club record, shall we say. Could be. Uh, toppled and reset with six uh, this weekend at Oakland. Uh, but overall, uh, good times. 14 games into the season, yeah. especially when it was draw city to start start the year off. Um, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm here for it. And that goal differential is disgusting, but in a good way. Given a plus nine goal differential. It's best in the... Same with... Best in the East, tied joint uh, best in the East with yeah, t- Memphis. Memphis, which Charleston negative me four off. in second place, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they were in first in first place with what negative six, negative yeah something. No negative at two because two went to, two. two went to four after. Uh, I had a foul sitting in first place with a negative goal differential. So when you when you take a seven nil loss and a, what, a five nil, <laughs> I mean that's true. Loss, yeah. <laughs> You win by one, then get your ass kicked twice. It can happen. Yeah. But I just, you know, I'm here for it. The, the the beloved, as you say, is in first. So that's all that matters for right. now. 
Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk uh, Jamali Wait, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. As the the U.S. game is getting reared up to start. Uh, Jamali is currently in Austria with uh, the Jamaican national team. He got a start today against Qatar, a 2-1 loss. Uh, but this is the start of what appears to be a, a lengthy absence uh, going into the start of the Gold Cup here in a couple weeks. Um, the first game of the Gold Cup is on the 24th against US of A. Uh, it's just... Uh, we're looking at a, a lengthy time uh, without Jamali, and uncharacteristically, Bob is not rotated in uh, either of his backups too much. Garner got two starts. One was when Jamali was away on international duty, the home opener against uh, the Miami, and then the Open Cup game against, against Maryland. And we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks, oh, this looks like a Garner game. This looks like a Garner game. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't happened. In the meantime, Garner's lost, seemingly lost his spot as the backup uh, to Gomes. Uh, and so I think the, the goalkeeping situation right now is a little a little worrisome, mm -hmm. would you say? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Gomes hasn't seen playable minutes in the season. And like you said, Garner's seen two games and those were in the Open Cup in what, April? I mean we're we're I'm I'm a little I'm a little frightened. <laughs> the amount of times I could have told you, oh, this will definitely not be a Jamali start. Uh this will this won't be a Jamali start, but it was. I just don't know what Bob. You know, that's the only that's the only part of the the starting 18s that I have ever been questioning Bob. Um, especially knowing that we're going to lose Jamali for an extended period of time in the middle of the summer of soccer. It doesn't feel like we've prepped a backup to be a starting enough. I mean, Christian Garner played well. Um, he came out with a draw in the early game and a win in the Open Cup. But that's all we've seen. And we haven't seen Gums play at all. Uh, so I am a little nervous about this upcoming game. Um, and uh, it, it opens up a question to um, something that I've heard whispers of are you, are you, and something you, you going rumor rumor watch i'm i'm on rumor watch All right, here uh, we go. um we should have a, a sound for for the rumor watch i um, should make a note to myself i need a like a rumor <laughs> watch buffer. um i we need to uh it's something that we talked about in i'm pretty sure our hot toes episode um are we going to sign a uh, fourth goalkeeper uh, rumor mill is is swirling that there might be a fourth goalkeeper. So if this is true, who is who is this goalkeeper? Is he wh where is he coming from? See, I don't. I mean, if the rumors have legs to them, 
this is where the thing with MLS Next Pro gets gets a little dicey. You're either looking, because I can't imagine they'd be looking to sign permanently a fourth keeper. You're looking for someone for four to six weeks. Uh, Jamaica's last Gold Cup group stage game is uh, July 3rd, and then the uh, knockouts start on the 8th. So, I mean, you're looking at, what, th- I mean, three to four weeks? Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I can't imagine you want to sign someone permanently, and then you have you have four keepers on your roster. That seems a, a bit wasteful. I imagine you're, you're looking at the, the loan market. Uh, and if you're going to the loan market, you're probably looking at uh, a reserve guy from MLS. The problem is that the top two guys are on the, the match day squad for uh, the senior team, and the third keeper is probably your starter for their two team in Next Pro. And can you find an MLS club willing to let that guy walk for a month and maybe get more competitive game minutes uh, in the championship? Maybe. Are they going to be content that guy just gets his starts in Next Pro? Maybe that as well. Uh, so, I mean, I. I feel like the addition of Next Pro has made the keeper loan market a little more tricky than it would have been previously. I'm I'm fully prepared to, to look like an idiot when uh, the, the <laughs> hounds bring you know bring in someone, some stud that you know the the a Zach Steffen of the future type of thing where you go oh that you know it's a, a future potential a national team keeper. Who knows? But I just—I feels like the market is not going to be quite as open as as it would have been a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned as well. A uh, little curious of where they're going to pull it from. Now, when I first heard this rumor, one name popped out to me almost instantly, uh, be, because. It's a name that I'm sure we've mentioned on the pod before. Uh, it's a name that we saw pretty frequently in preseason. Enough so that at the beginning of the season, I brought up or someone brought up the potential of having a fourth keeper because I was fully convinced in the moment. This was all. This was, was you. Be... This was all you. This four keeper craziness. <laughs> That's true. Th- that might actually come true now. That might actually come true. Now, all I mean, I went to all the preseason games, and at the last preseason game was our AGM, AGM, yeah, AGM, and there were four keepers on the field. Something that I didn't expect because we had already announced our three keeper signings, and so the question was, who is this person? Uh, are we going to sign them? Why is the need for us to have four keepers? The person that I saw, I do believe, is someone I've seen play before at Duquesne. He was last year's Duquesne keeper. Uh, Dominic Nassiem, I think is how you say his name. That is my penciled-in hot toe for who they're bringing back because he practiced so much with the team. And he currently plays for, I looked it up because when this rumor mill started started spreading when we were talking about the potential of you know oh what if they bring in a fourth keeper i it's the first name so i, I googled him he plays in uh the flint city bucks in usl2 um 
He hasn't been on a starting lineup since May 19th, which is a month ago now. But I'm not, that doesn't scare me because our last, if we don't sign someone, our last keeper's minutes were, our, our last backup keeper's minutes were April 24th for the Open Cup game against Maryland. So I don't know. I, I would be intrigued to see. Um, he knows our team enough. I mean, he, he, like I said, was practicing with the goalkeeping coach and, you know, during the last preseason game, which I don't think there's anyone who was on that field listed as a trialist that hasn't been announced yet. There's been, there was a couple of people who were trialists, but they've been announced since that game. So I don't, I don't know why he spent so much time here. I mean, albeit maybe he just wanted to study under an MLS goalkeeper. I get that. Study under an international goalkeeper. I get that. But it just feels strange that he's so, he puts so much time and effort playing with us. And now we might be in desperate need for a fourth goalkeeper. I mean, de- and, and, desperate sounds a little desperate. Well, yes. We, we could use, I mean, there are some teams in the USL currently that play with just two keepers in general. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he seems like a good option because then you're removing the MLS from it. You know, that, that confusion, that question mark of like, <laughs> who's, who's going to be, you know, are we going to pull someone from the MLS side? We will see. Uh, I mean, again, we're, we're strong on this is all squarely in, in rumor watch stuff. Uh, I mean, if, if a move were to be made, uh, it's going to have to happen uh, Friday. I can't imagine they would announce something Saturday. Um, and then also this guy's in the squad. Uh, so I'm assuming you're looking at, at, at Garner or Gomes as your starter on Saturday. Maybe something changes before next weekend, but certainly something interesting to to keep the eyes on for uh, mm-hmm. going forward. Mm-hmm. But that Saturday game is against Oakland, and I don't mean uh, Oakland and Pittsburgh, uh, where Pitt's at. I mean Oakland and California, where all the other pro teams are trying to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Hounds have never played Oakland. They are a team that started in NISA, hopped out of that league as fast as they could, which is probably the smart play. Uh, they've been in, this is their third year in USL, if I'm not mistaken now. Um, they still don't have a permanent home. They keep their turf situation is always a, a, a joke. Um, yeah, that's your Oakland Roots uh, kind of cover story. They have been decent this year so far. Uh, they're scoring over uh, a goal a match usually, uh, although they do concede a lot. So it's that classic uh, Western Conference uh, cocaine football type things where it's just up and down, <laughs> back and forth. They currently sit fifth in the West, uh, three wins. Four losses, three draws. Um, they have a couple decent wins. 
home against San Diego, but they lost 3-1 to Sacramento. Uh, they do have a, a win on the road at the Switchbacks, where the Hounds had lost previously. Uh, they're coming off of a 2-2 draw with Phoenix, who the Hounds just pretty easily beat um, two weeks ago. So we shall see. Um, in terms of, of players you might recognize, not a ton of names you're going to know here. It's a lot of guys who've spent time in the Western Conference. Uh, uh, Hackshaw, who was with uh, Louisville for a long time, might be the most recognizable name. Outside of that, it's yeah, it's a, a ton of guys you're, you're not going to know a whole lot about. Uh, I mean, as I'm just going through the roster... Eh? <laughs> this is where Yak would come in and, and start rattling off yeah. some stats that I was depending on. Yak, Ariana, Yak, have anything in there uh, to save me a bit? Um. Well, there is one correction. Uh, we have not played Oakland at home. Uh, we did play Oakland last year. Oh, that's right. I um, forgot about that. Kind of a it's it's a very forgettable game. It was the last game of the season. Uh, we were sitting pretty high and mighty, and we won three one at home. Um, but Bad we on have me. played totally them before. Game. Bad on I me. mean, it's forgettable, especially since the very next game we played was the Birmingham Legion game. Um, so I, I, it is a forgettable game. Um, but yeah, I I don't think I have I'm you know looking at the, the lineup now there is or the the last the last starting uh, 11 and I don't think uh, anyone really sticks out to me they're all kind of average level um, most of them are rocking a solid seven rating on font mob um, and no one really I don't know I'm not saying like they're a forgettable team or a or a a low tier team. It's just a team that we've only ever played once before. They're a and they're like a they're a bang average Western Conference team. <laughs> they're sitting they're at score, solid. Score a bunch. They're going to concede a bunch. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean they are rocking twenty one points, um, with a plus six goal differential, which is not 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 terrible. But they, they don't have like there's not like a, a really marquee win on that. I know. Kind of they're beating no, the teams you would expect them to beat. Yeah, and losing to the teams you expect them to lose to. Uh, 3-1 against Sacramento, and then again 1-0 against Sacramento. They did lose to Loudoun United. Well, um, that was early in the year when Loudoun was... Was on, on, our, on of, a roll. Speaking of, of cocaine football, they were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've come um, down from that high and crashed. A tie with Phoenix was their last... Uh, game which is interesting i do actually have a comment about phoenix but it can wait until the end of uh, us talking about oakland um and they beat birmingham four to one but that's also been part of birmingham's fall from grace fall from grace i mean after they played us obviously it's just how it goes um but i'm just yeah i'm here for it uh I, I don't I don't know what to expect from this. This is one of those games that I don't think any of us decided in you know the Hot Toes episode that this was going to be a game that 
stood out, and I still don't think this is going to be a game that stands out. Uh, it's 10 p.m. We're doing Hounds After Dark again. I mean, this um, is true. This is not half-assed Hounds After Dark. This is no, yeah, full throat. Truly, you know, getting home into the next day soccer. So mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Um, I just, yeah. I don't really know what to expect. The hounds don't travel to the West Coast very easy, very well, um, which is why the beginning of our season was draw heavy. Um, we just don't uh, we don't travel very the, well. The hounds uh, are from the beginning of last season in the Mountain and Pacific time zones. They were zero three and three. Gross. Yeah, hounds are like French fries. Don't, don't travel well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's a title right there. <laughs> Hounds are like French Hounds fries. I like French fries. Okay. Um. I just yeah we we're we don't we don't travel to that that side of the the country very well. So I'm I'm not you know putting a feather in the cap yet because we are on a pretty hot streak at the moment um but yeah i just i don't know hounds traveling west no weight no uh mm-hmm. no no albert no chico uh yeah potentially no mertz so we'll see but 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 we get danny back danny rovey back uh i don't know if we've ever fully talked about that um the first game back was the Open Cup game, which kind of got overshadowed with Cincy talk and Tola talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't really talk about him a lot <laughs> in the last uh, for the last game either. Uh, but yeah, Danny's back um, from injury. He so I'm um, yeah, we're down three potentially two definitely three potentially um but we have danny beck we have uh tola on a hot streak so yeah i'm not gonna count us out i mean you no, should never definitely count, count us out. out that's, that's silly the talk, beloved is yeah it's um i'm just saying there's a couple things stacked against them yeah some things yeah. some adversity to work through that's all but we are the uh the under the the successful under underdogs under hounds if you will oh come on now <laughs> oh i do want to say one thing i want to um i want to shout out big congrats to the new england revolution and bruce arena uh Woo-hoo. they got their they got their first win in seven games this past Woo-hoo. weekend against air miami <laughs> that's a seven game uh well the first win in seven that started with a loss to bob Lilly and the hounds so Good on good on you, Revs, getting getting back on that Yay. horse after uh, um, <laughs> taking a taking a shot in the nuts from Danny Griffin. So good on you, I boys. Mean, yeah, I mean we're talking. Oh, and they're releasing uh, out the yes. door. <laughs> we're talking six weeks of a slump. Yeah. Post uh, post hounds. Bob will do it to you. Bob will do yeah. it to you. Yeah. Uh, we are going to have to. We're running. Yeah, we're kind of up an hour. We're going to have to. Off the pass, I'm talking about the new USO president. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I do want to mention, yes. I did say this, I would come back to this. Uh, 
the Phoenix Rising, when we played the Phoenix Rising uh, at Highmark, someone came up to me while I still had the microphone in my hand before it was before I was stripped of that duty um, and told me that the backup keeper, I believe, uh, was turning 21 in like six hours at the time. Oh, that's right. I forgot uh, about this. So I got on the microphone and uh, had us all saying happy birthday. Uh, and then I also said, if you lose, I will buy you a beer um, for your 21st birthday. Um, they lost, of course. And I didn't really think anything of it, but I was waiting um, in the parking lot for uh, someone to come down from the front office. Uh, and the goalkeeping coach walked past me. And he shook my hand and said that he appreciate one he that he appreciated um, our banter towards the the keepers. He said, and he he'd said some this to someone in the stands beforehand. Um, said that they hadn't gotten that a lot the uh, the banter towards the keepers, uh, making fun of them and and yelling at them and getting in their heads. And uh, I find that hard to believe that we're the only group. And we are most known for calling out the keepers. I don't. I don't know if that's something that we are known for. But uh, he was pretty confident that we would we would help uh, get into his head, and we did. Um, but he he congratulated us, thought thanked us for uh, what we did, <laughs> and then as he was walking away, I said, "Oh, you know, is the 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 keeper." you know, is he on the bus yet? And, and he's the one that, you know, the birthday keeper. And he said, yeah, he's already on the bus. And I said, well, um, I said, if he lost, I would buy him a beer um, for losing for his 21st birthday. And he said, oh, well, I got you. I'll buy him one for you. What's your name? And so I gave him my name and I said, tell him it's from the Steel Army. So this, this long story short, the Steel Army, purchased the freshly 21 year old backup keeper for phoenix rising um a beer on his 21st birthday there it is there it is beautiful because he like because he lost us yeah we will we will buy things when you so, lose <laughs> um yeah if you if you lose uh but yeah apparently they went out after the game which is i guess odd to celebrate a loss but it is somebody's birthday you got time to kill. The, the, the flight's the next day you got time to kill what are you yeah. supposed to do just in the hotel I'm, mope or something? Come on. I'm curious where they went. Um, uh, yeah, if they went to the hotel bar or if they just had beers in the room or if they actually went out to a bar. Um, I should have asked. Uh, I probably would have, would have rolled up, honestly, if he'd have been like, yeah, we're going to a uh, We're going to this Jack's. Place. Yeah, I'd have been like, all right, bet. We're all going <laughs> to Jack's, there. yeah. Um, uh, you saying that remind me of this. This was uh, Charleston's uh, captain quote post game quote from him this past weekend. Uh, quote Pittsburgh is always a hard place to play. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. So going down early against them on the road at their stadium with their fans fans behind them was hard. You can't really get a good handle on the game when they put that goal in. It's tough to turn that momentum. So it's about cutting out those early goals that are starting to become a trend. Da 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 da. Uh, I'll, I'm just focusing on the hard to play in that stadium with those fans. That's what I'm reading. Yeah. yeah. So. Fort Highmark, if you will. I mean, if there's actually a, a reputation around the league for us on that, then hell yeah. I mean, 
I, I can imagine. I mean, we've had a pretty decent uh, – we've had an amazing presence at home, but also – at a couple of games, we'd ha- we've had a, a presence in the fan, you know, in the in this section. Um, whether it be Loudon, we had we had a representation, you know, representation which was bigger than the home representation, um, which is a thing. I mean, that's that's uh, more of know, an indictment of, on them than it is on us. I mean, yes. yeah. There's a bunch of us that went to Cincy. Um, there's a bunch. There's a handful of us that went to Indy. Like. We, we definitely, I'd like to think that we're known for being a rambunctious, a, a within reason rambunctious group of fans. I mean, you I, always I want, want to think that, but you know, you're not, you, you also don't want to, yeah. everyone always, let me tell you, real, real big fucking pet peeve is every team saying that their fans are the best in the league. Yeah. When clearly that's bullshit for a lot of groups, like stop. Yeah. Just fucking stop. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't, come on. Yeah. You can appreciate I mean, the fans. Yes, stop, though. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, one more thing. We, we had a little homework uh, from earlier today. Uh, the Hounds posted that they are uh, hosting the Pittsburgh River Hounds Corporate Classic. Uh, this, just, this sounds like something that they thought up over the weekend and just started to roll it with. Uh, they're, it's a 7v7 uh, tournament for... Companies could sign up their their employees. I'm, you know, they're going to send out the inner office email to see who who played some college soccer and see if they can put together a, a seven aside team. Uh, and that got me to thinking: uh, if if Steel Army LLC were to enter a team, uh, what would be your Steel Army starting seven? This is hard. Um, I don't. I, I kept I kept thinking a little too hard about it. I also don't know. One, I discovered I don't know a lot of people's names. Um, just what they look like. <laughs> or they're like a Discord handle. Um, but I've got to throw at least a decent chunk of the folks that are on Houndsy in there. Um, oh, I, I listed Epsi no one from Houndsy on here. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Storino could be good. Only because he posted a... a funny gif after after you ask us this which has, um, which has nothing to do with his no. ability to play no it doesn't um i'm throwing you on just because you know the roles uh oh this is the, the your uh group. jake is is uh is in there too but he's got to be like a defender or uh maybe a goalkeeper uh i'm gonna throw jordan in there our capo um because he's a wrestler, like you know, in his free in his free time, uh, and uh, I think he that that makes him just just athletic enough. <laughs> um, this is where I got stuck because I don't know a lot of people's like personalities, um, but I gotta throw like Colin in there. He's he's definitely gonna be in there. He's gonna be a power forward. Uh, Colin. He, he almost he almost made my eleven, and I was going to put him up top as well. Yeah, but. yeah. I think that I, if people don't know who he is, he's the one who uh, who waves our big uh, Steel Army flag during the games. Um, I don't even know where I'm at yet. I was not even counting. Um, one, two, three, four, five. I need two more. 
I don't I don't know. I feel like there's Yeah. This is where I this is where I got stuck. I spent way too much time during work thinking about this. Trying to trying to plan out my team. Um Who's on your team? Well, I ponder my last two spots. All right. So, okay. So, I don't know anything about seven aside tactics. <laughs> so, but I'm 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 putting three uh, three in the back and two midfield and one up top. Okay. Um so in goal, and I, the, I, I might take a lot of shit if I get, get the name wrong. The gentleman who who drums for us occasionally. Huh. Um. Is it is it Terrence? Ah. Uh, I think um, I think that's his name. Will? No. Anyways. Yes, I know exactly who you're talking uh, about. Uh. That's a good. Looks one. like he's got good hands. Uh, taller guy, got some range. He's going to net for me. My back three, I'm putting uh, Tony Hatcher, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Mercer. When I play broomball with him, he's usually up top. He's a forward, but he's a physical bastard. Good one. Um, so I'm, I, and we're gonna need that because this team's gonna suck. So we need some some people willing to <laughs> willing to get a little get a little physical on the back line. So Peter's going there. Sure, sure. Uh, then my I'm going uh, uh, Dave Otten, who is still a member. Uh, doesn't get around okay. as much, but you know, good British guy. Uh, probably not afraid to put in a challenge or two. So uh, Dave is gonna do, he's gonna be the um, he's gonna be the Biasi role in this, shall we Got say? Got it. Uh, my midfield, I'm going first uh, Nate Rice, uh, athletic guy, probably you know does his miles on the bike. He's gonna, you know, he's he can work box to box for me, and then I'm going uh, uh, Megan Mercer, Peter's wife, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she will absolutely uh, throw yes. the hips around, and she could she could run for days, and so we're gonna need that in the midfield. I don't know what her uh, what her, her ball handling skills are, are like, but uh, she seems like an athlete, so I'm going with her, and then uh, my boy Aaron Eager is up top. Uh, he's a fucking goal poacher. Um, squirrely little bastard. He's gonna he's gonna get loose a little bit, and uh, he's gonna pop in a couple goals. So that is my seven aside Steel Army team. Ah, oh, okay. You you really you really thought this out. All right, let me let me. Uh, that was that was. These. I took an extra long shower, mm-hmm. and all I was thinking about was how I'm making this put put this eleven together. Like, uh, gave it some thought. So you were you were thinking about them in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> um. Wow, Peter's a good one. I really didn't think of that. So is Megan. I mean, I would put I would take Megan over Peter solely because of the pretzel incident. If you know, you know. Yeah. If you don't, I'll tell you when you're older. Because uh, Me- Megan's superior. Plus, I know he listens. Uh, <laughs> and apparently, I had a really bad uh, golf take a couple of... Uh, episodes ago i don't remember what we, i said i tend we, we not... stopped keeping track of your bad takes <laughs> i tend to stop remembering uh uh but he came in yesterday to a D and was real steamed because he had just listened to an episode where i talked shit on golf uh and then we promptly planned a, a steel army takes top golf anyway um i'm gonna put jake in net because i think that he has he has the, the collateral for it, I think. Um, 
and he he occasionally drums so he did a lot of drumming last year so similar mindset to you just um just aim for the corners boys just aim for the corners he ain't getting <laughs> um and i'm gonna put uh we'll put uh, starino in the back you're, with, just, you're just feeding the ego it's all i am uh i feel like you'd be a good defender coming from a defender okay um I feel like you'd be aggressive enough. I mean, you're getting no I've, offensive output from me. There's no <laughs> defensive defenseman. There's there's gonna be no Ordonez in me at all. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm playing for, no, no. for playing for nil, nil. I need I need that Ordonez, you know, person in the back. That's gonna be my Jordan. He's athletic, but he's also tall, so I think he can get that. That's actually not a bad shout. Hmm. Um, that that middle, you know, back middle there. Um. I'm going to throw two girls in the midfield. I'm switching it up. Um, well, no, I'm going to change that, that. Sorry. One girl, Megan. And I'm going to throw uh, my friend uh, Jess in there. Okay. Um, they seem super athletic. And, uh, yeah. I, I think that they they would really play that that middle position really well, kind of like a Danny Griffin vibe. Um, and then now I need someone out front. Who's scoring the uh, goals? Who who is my top goal scorer? Um. Oh man. Oh man. Who Jeff Garner? You know what? I I oh, I was actually his name was coming up there as well. But that, Jeff that, Garner that, that is felt, my is that, my forward. That seemed a little too much like pandering. I mean, he's a member. I I'm aware. I mean, but we you could throw any front office. There's a there's a lot of front office uh, members on our team now. Um, yeah. All right. Final mm, for now. Final answer. I'll okay. probably change my mind. Well, that's all right because we're it, it's probably time to, yeah. to wrap this bad boy up. Uh, yeah, Oakland, 10 p.m. on Saturday night. So uh, when all you psychopaths get out of the Tara Swift concert, you can get to your local what? watering hole and and uh, watch the Hounds uh, go for a a club record six wins on the spin, six league wins on the spin. Shall I clarify? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, Ariana, what is your viewing plan for this? Do you have a plan? Are you just seeing where, th- where, where life takes you at, at 10 p.m. on Saturday or, or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to avoid the city. That's my biggest goal because of the Swift concert. I'm not keen to run into any Swifties. Um, I do have uh, the, the broke cause uh, might have it on. Well, they'll definitely have it on. And, I, and I'm the kind of person who will just show up at their place anyway. Um, but a couple of other people have mentioned they have it on. It'll just depend on where I'm feeling. I do plan on working a little bit during the day, so if got, I feel like leaving the nothing, house. Yeah, well, if you feel like leaving the house, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I will most likely end up at Bulldog. We'll see. I'm, you know, 10 o'clock could come and I go, I'm sick of being out and about, but I'm already going to be on that part of town anyways before that, so... It, Bulldog almost out of a matter, matter of convenience, but uh, we will see. I could also you know, just decide I'm, I've had enough of this and I'm going home. 
So I thought about that, but I would have to cross the city to get to Bulldog. And, and but see, that's part of why I would stay out there because I'm gonna be out there anyways. That means I'm either true, coming yeah. back across at ten o'clock, which seems like a terrible idea, or yeah. do I just stay out there and then assume it's probably less of a pain in the ass to get across at midnight? Yeah, probably. I'm, well, I don't know. I mean, what time's that show coming? Do we know what? Yeah, what time's it? Get I would out? assume it starts at like seven. Which means, depending there's someone on her screaming, openers... There's someone screaming at, at their radio right now or at their phone. How do we not know what yeah. time the show starts or ends? Well, I don't, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. So, but I, I, I'm assuming um, it starts at 7. I mean, that's just kind of normal for concerts. And then, depending on her openers, you're thinking 8.30 she gets on? 8, 8.30? But, but she's been doing like a three-hour show, too. Yeah, and then a three-hour show. So you're talking probably 11, 10, Which 11 means midnight o'clock. might be actually a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, okay, so shit. it looks like... Oh, wait. It starts at 6.30. I mean, okay. So it and probably, she only has... So it, ends at, it, it probably ends at 11. Ah, uh, she has two openers. All right. Yeah, so... That's still going to be risky. It starts at 6.30. Yeah, you're talking... It probably she gets on at like 8.30 or 9.00. And then, yeah, okay. Three hours. You're talking midnight, maybe. Oh, maybe coming back but across at ten might be the smart play. She's at Acrocrusher, Acrocrusher, yeah. Ash, Ashersher. She's at High End Field, um, and they, I'm pretty sure, have a sound. There is a curfew down there. Like Toronto FC two games, they got a curfew. Damn it. Yeah, so it might be shorter, or she might just say "f it." It's probably pay 11. the pay the fine. Be that yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. We're 25 minutes in this USA game. I want to go watch it. Yeah, I All mean, right. it's I have it. I have it on okay. in the background. So I, I, yeah. Okay. Right. It's also side note. Tickets for that range from $800 for Friday to $982 on Saturday. That's disgusting. I mean, that's face value, right? That's no. It's sold out face value. That's a seat seat. Geek, which is no, upgrade, there's, there's got four-digit tickets out there. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the the next weekend in Minneapolis, tickets are starting at a thousand dollars, and it just grows grows from there. I mean, you're pushing two thousand in Kansas City. Hey, good on you, Swift. Well, probably, <laughs> probably because is that the only show in that area, and so people are coming from all around. No, she was just in Detroit last shows. weekend. But I mean, there's another city around there that she's playing at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing two back-to-back shows, July 7th and July 8th, just like she is here, yeah. a Friday and a Saturday. Both tickets. Friday's pushing 1700 Saturday's pushing 1400 Because she just played Detroit last weekend, so you, you can still yeah. come from a relatively short distance, as opposed to can't see the next That's closest true. show might be much yeah. further away. All right, this is so, way more yeah, swift talk Ohio. than you should have had. I agree. Yeah. More swift talk than... Uh, <laughs> than ever necessary Absolutely. so yeah <laughs> we'd like to thank the beautiful game network for providing the online hosting of houndsy check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at bgn.fm the houndsy theme music was composed performed by rocket men and space babies check them out at facebook.com slash space babies pgh the show is produced by joe Majerak. email the show at pghstillarmy at gmail.com put podcasts in the subject line all complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. 
On behalf of Ariana, I'm Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.